This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, The Artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilog Media, the podcasting network. So you can find us on their website, epilogmedia slash the artists. And of course, you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavan to Google Podcast. Everything is mentioned in the description. And of course, you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host, Suchita, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. Just hearing the name Nosferatu sends these chills down my spine. This brilliant horror suspense film directed by the German director. Yes, my fascination with German directors just doesn't get over. Frederick Wilhelm Murnau, but in German Murnau, the R is supposed to be silent. The much-talked-about film made in 1922 has this brilliant coming together of all the elements of filmmaking and art from cinematography to editing superbly just takes you in to the performances and the director holding it all together so guys today we have the brilliant fw now and in this snacky episode number 88 we are going to be talking and dissecting and knowing why it's important to know now and what made him this brilliant now was a great reader like Ishlovsky. he was influenced by the great writers and philosophers schopenhauer nietzsche shakespeare we discussed this in our earlier episode on Kishlowski, episode number 81. And we also discussed philosophy in episode number 50. So check those out as well. Because he was deeply touched by philosophy, which is trying to seek and deeply understand the facets of human existence, we see the dark side of humanity and seeking spirit and strong empathy in his films through his characters and his storytelling. Whether it is the doorman in The Last Laugh or the vacationing women in Sunrise, there's also a strong element of the unknown in his films and how deeply we can connect at the level of the soul. The wife trying to connect with her husband in Nosferatu, the scientist trying to find the deeper elements and the secrets of the universe. Murnau made 21 films in his career. Eight of them have totally disappeared and we have lost out on those gems. But three of his films that will give you his hold on cinema the ones I personally totally adore. They're also on YouTube. Go watch. Uh, are included in the snacky episode Nosferatu, The Last Laugh and Sunrise. So when Nosferatu released in 1922 at that time, it was not a commercial success. It gathered a cult status and is considered a masterpiece of German expressionist cinema. TurnerClassics.com writes, and I quote, once called the greatest poet the screen has ever known by French film theorist and director Alessandro Struck, German director F.W. Murnau did more than any of his contemporaries to liberate the cinema from theatrical and literary conventions 
achieving a seamless narrative fluency by freeing the camera to discover varied perspectives in the medium's fledgling stages. Manau was more a painter than a novelist, his art more concerned with mood and rhythm than whether his characters were dimensional. He was a master chiaroscurist, brilliantly orchestrating a world moving between lightness and shadow, exemplified by the great Nosferatu, his most famous film. It is also mentioned that the horror films around that time were emulating the style of the cabinet of Dr. Caligari made in 1920s, but Murnau redefined the style by filming in locations like rugged mountain landscapes and the real world and yet in West and with a variety of poetic qualities. In his 1924 film, The Last Laugh, it has no dialogues written like the title cards, the dialogue cards that were used around that time. It was one of the kind of films that stood out and catapulted his position internationally. The use of camera, the innovation and techniques like the handheld camera of movements, the body-rigged camera, the lighting, they are exemplary and all this done in 1924. TurnerClassicMovies.com puts this so well and I quote, shot entirely in the studio, the film attained an unprecedented degree of camera mobility and camera subjectivity, telling the story of an old doorman demoted to washroom attendant, mounting the camera on a bicycle, fixing it to his stomach, hurling it through the air attached to a scaffolding and moving it forward on a rubber wheeled trolley of his own design where some of the methods frowned the cameraman, the DOP, ployed to translate the ideas of Murnau and Mayer to film, transforming the camera from a mere recorder of events to an active part of the narrative. Brunau was the first one to use the camera subjectively to interpret the emotional state of the characters, as Britannia.com mentions, German motion picture director who revolutionized the art of cinematic expression by using the camera subjectively to interpret the emotional state of a character. And as TCM.com writes that the mobile camera and the masterful use of light and shadows techniques further developed in his subsequent films earned Murnau the name of the great impressionist. The Last Laugh was hailed as one of the finest films ever made upon its release and revolutionized motion picture photography. Hollywood could not help but notice this realism blended with expressionism. Then it was Hollywood calling for Murnau. In Hollywood, to direct at Sunrise in 1927, considered another masterpiece and won him the first Academy for Best Picture. TCM.com writes that Sunrise deemed the most beautiful movie ever made. Murnau seemed assured of long success in Hollywood. But then guys, there is something called fate which the humans are still trying to figure out, the things we can't control. Murnau, the rising star, had a sudden death at a very young age in the year 1931. And as if you already had a premonition of it, like Kishlowski, as all great artists are deeply connected with their soul and with the universe's hidden elements, in the title cards of Nosferatu that was made in 1922, there was this dialogue that goes like this, Not so fast, my friend. No one can outrun their fate. So how did Murnau hone his aesthetics and visual style? Inquiriesjournal.com writes this, and I quote that Murnau's theatrical influences goes as far back as the operas of Richard Wagner almost. Any Murnau film can be narratively and symbolically linked to a specific opera by Wagner. Now also travelled extensively, learning from other cultures, interacting with the international film community, and these experiences enhanced his films both aesthetically and technically. 
Murnau's body of work had a large combination of the kind of knowledge that he gathered from various resources and a constant search for innovation. He was said to be a great purist who always knew what he wanted before he started shooting. He was constantly looking for perfection and would demand reshoots of scenes that didn't match his vision. He was of course involved with every stage of the filmmaking process. Max Reinhardt had a huge influence on Murnau's style and aesthetics. Max Reinhardt was, of course, this very prominent theatre director under whom Murnau had worked. Inquiry's Journal Lodcom writes this, According to Margaret Dietrich, Max Reinhardt's staging created theatrical symphonies in which words and music, lighting and painting effects, and the art of acting were fused in an intoxicating whole which swept all along with it by the strength of his gripping qualities and its atmosphere. And these qualities evidently inspired the young Murnau. With his deep interest and knowledge in literature, art and theatre, his subjects were primarily drawn from literature. And inquiriesjournal.com again writes that what was marvellous about Murnau was that he was always trying to do something new. He knew all the secrets of optics. Murnau's obsession with effective camera techniques stemmed from his unerring faith in the power of the image. Reminds me of Tarkovsky. He placed great emphasis on visuals in his films and firmly believed that the cinematic medium was uniquely qualified to communicate by means of images alone. The ideal film does not need titles. The article continues that Murnau saw cinema as a true art form and the camera as an artist's tool. In his own words, he believed the camera was the director's sketching pencil. It should be as mobile as possible to catch every passing mood and it is important that the mechanics of the cinema should not be interposed between the spectator and the picture. Even the performances in his film were very subtle when exaggeration was the name of the game around the time in silent era. Murnau encouraged a more naturalistic acting style. And as Inquiries.com Journal writes this, that because he had studied under Reinhardt, he was undoubtedly familiar with Stanislavski's concept of psychologically based method acting. And he did not hesitate to adapt Stanislavski's system for the silent cinema that's around that time. He devoted a great deal of time and effort to the analysis and discussion of a character's emotions and motivation with his actors, restraining their impulses when necessary to maintain balance and make a scene convincing and emotionally moving. He tried to get his actors to forget the habit of giving a performance and learn to create and develop their characters. The two very stark performances that stand out in his film Shrek's performance in Nosferatu and Emil Janning's performance in The Last Laugh are something noteworthy. Britannica.com writes this about Shrek's performance that his appreciation for subtlety and method acting shines through even when his actor is concealed by layers of complex makeup that leaves him barely human. Nosferatu was one of Murnau's final films in the supernatural genre. So when he emigrated to Hollywood in 19. 1926, he joined Fox Studio and he made Sunrise in 1927. But just prior to his biggest box office success, Taboo, 1931, he died in a car accident. But it's still said that his innovative skill with the moving camera wrote the language of cinema of today and Murnau will remain timeless in times to come.
all his films are there on youtube and i really encourage you guys to go and watch it that's it folks i hope you enjoyed this little snacky episode with the brilliant german director fw munnau and as he mentioned in his title cards for nosferatu i'm going to leave you with those lines again not so fast my friend no one can outrun their fate take good care of yourself and count your blessings